Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. So do you remember that hotel I stayed at downtown that one time? Turns out it's haunted. Imagine that, right? It's, it's Savannah. <laughs> there you go. But, um, you know, I pointed it out to you. It's the really pretty one we always talk about. Yeah. Yeah, the Marshall House. So, actually, I didn't know this. During the railroad boom is when it sprang up. So, this was around 1840s and 1850s. Savannah, around this time, though, doubled in size and population. Seeing a real need for accommodation and housing, a businesswoman named Mary Marshall developed several properties in Savannah, and most notably the iconic Marshall House Hotel in 1851. Mary Marshall and her estate leased and collected rents from the Marshall House until like 1914. Yeah, that's interesting that um, it was a woman because that was just kind of... I thought the that, same thing. About the only houses that women ran back in those days was a uh, lady houses. <laughs> A whorehouse? <laughs> you got it. Or a boarding house. They're in boarding houses. Yeah, they ran some boarding houses, like out of their homes and stuff like that to make a living. They were a widow or yeah. whatever, whatever. But this, uh, this but is yeah. a thriving business. Uh, and to, for her to be known as a businesswoman. Amen there. Like, that, that was big now. for those days. Yeah, definitely. So, not only that, but the hotel had a very colorful history, and it still does. And it spans over 167 years and includes roles such as hospitals during the yellow fever epidemics, which we know Savannah suffered many of. So, on top of being a hospital during the yellow fever epidemics around the mid-1800s, it was also used as a union hospital during the final months of the Civil War. The Marshall House was also home to Joel Chandler Harris. He was the author of the famous Uncle Remus stories during the Reconstruction period. I love those stories. You know those stories? My daddy used to tell me about them all the time. Really? Oh, God, yes. Uncle Remus? Oh, yes. What is it? So obviously, I don't know, so maybe a lot of other people don't know. Um, Disney used to have Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit and all that. I've heard and, of um, the rabbit. But, yeah, my daddy's talking. Oh, gosh, he loved him some Uncle Remus. Okay, so, um, note, mm-hmm. to, note to you guys, if you want to know, go Google it. Cause so, anyways, he lived there for a short period of time during the Reconstruction period. For economic and structural reasons, though, the Marshall House was closed in 1957. Then the Marshall House, then, it still had the second, third, and fourth floors, but those were all abandoned. But the ground floor was maintained for various shopkeepers and stores until 1998. Yep, and then in 1999, the Marshall House went under an extensive renovation and was restored and once again became a Savannah fixture. Okay, so that's a restaurant and all that. No, that's right. You said a hotel. You stayed in it. It's a hotel. It's a hotel. Okay. Yeah, I think I stay on the second floor. Yeah, that's right. That's And during the Civil War, the Marshall House, like I said, was occupied by the Union and used as a hospital until the end of the war. It was also twice more used as a hospital during the yellow fever epidemics of the 19th century, and many believe that the ghosts still roam the halls. So while the hotel was being restored in the late 1990s, workers who were replacing some damaged floorboards downstairs found human remains. Oh, nasty. The area then became a crime scene, and it was soon learned that the downstairs had once been the hospital surgery room. Oh, oh, okay. 
So that led historians who were researching everything to believe that the bones which were discovered came from the amputated mm. limbs of Civil War soldiers. Yeah, that was a sad story. So I guess when you don't find a head and you find like five or six arms and a couple of legs. Yeah. So now that you've learned a little history, <laughs> how about some paranormal experiences and ghost stories? So it's said that ghostly occurrences include... You know, your basics, faucets, turning on and off, lights that inexplicably flicker, (laughs) electronic items powering themselves, toilets suddenly overflowing for no apparent reason, Mm -hmm. and disembodied voices that echo through the halls. Mm -hmm. On the fourth floor in the hallway, loud noises are known to take place during the early morning hours, like the thundering of heavy objects crashing to the ground and Doorknobs to the rooms tend to wiggle as if someone's attempting to enter. Mm-hmm. But then again, that could just be someone attempting to enter. It could. It could. You know, what's so funny about this is, you know, whatever, okay, yeah, people say that to make it haunted. And ooh, people go, isn't that haunted? I lived in a house that we built from the ground up. Nobody had ever lived in that house. And many of these things actually happened in that house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the faucet came on full blast one night, literally woke us out of a dead sleep. Um, a flower pot that hung for years. I remember you telling me about that. Bar. Yeah, it, it just crashed. I mean, there's dirt all around down where it fell. And we the whole house come running like, what the crap is that? And mom cleaned it up, hung it back up, and it stayed there until we moved out of the house years later. Yeah. Hook, the hook in the ceiling was perfectly bent like it should be. Mom just hung it back up, and boom, we well, went back to bed. That's creepy. I never heard it, but my mom and dad even said they had heard the horses running. Horses running? Horses running. Yeah, you're like, get real still in the night, da 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 And I'm like, you know, I never heard this. Now, we live beside a cemetery, but... Um, oh, that sounds like a very kosher place to live. <laughs> I didn't know that for a while. Um, How do you not but, know that? The tombstones are a dead giveaway. Oh, the way it was, it was six houses in, like, in a little square area, and we were in the back of the square. The cemetery was up by the front to the right of us. Oh, okay. So, like, don't you go to the cemetery here? <laughs> but, yeah, so this this stuff is not, like, totally, oh, man, whatever that, uh-uh, forget it, that's fake. No, because I've lived it. I that's didn't creepy. do the horses, but I did everything else. Well, I'm surprised Grandma believed it. Yeah. Yeah, because they made me get up and turn the war off. Land, go turn the war off. I said, uh, I didn't turn it off. Can <laughs> <laughs> turn the word off real quick? I'm like, okay. Shoot. Mama liked all that dead crap. Yeah, but she wasn't one to believe in ghosts and spirits. No, but I mean, you know, when they in your house, they in your house. Apparently in the Marshall house. With good reason. Yeah, you stayed there. Did you hear anything? No, nah, man, I slept real good. Oh, God, I know you. You probably did. No, I was out. <laughs> So back to the <laughs> back to the toilets overflowing and <laughs> so what happened on the fourth floor? Well, okay, so not actually the fourth floor. So one guest recalled that a room to be wary of is three oh six, but the loud noises that, that occurred in the hall in the middle of the night actually happened on the fourth floor where they were staying, even though three oh six is the room that they're warning people about. Hmm. What happened in three oh six? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but the guy or girl or whatever said that that person had lived in many haunted houses before, but the Marshall house like completely creeped them out. They loved it there, but could not rest. And yes, it's old, noisy, 
but there's way more going on there than meets the eye. They said that I know others have experienced things too. There's a ghostly cat, but I've never seen it myself. There happened to be a hotel guest who says she did, but what else can you really expect from a city built on top of dead bodies? You know what? 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. You know, the city built upon her dead. What can you really expect? Yeah. I mean, not everybody there died a happy, normal, 90-year-old life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Like, we like, didn't all go, did like, not. Rose on the Titanic at the end of the movie peacefully, <laughs> like, throwing the heart back in the ocean and, yeah. you know, like. Getting rid of all of our unfinished business type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know? I, I mean, especially during the Civil War and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You would yeah. be pissed because some Yankee don't come up and killed you. Straight up. I, vice versa. Um. Well, I mean, even you think about that yellow fever, the sympathy and medical treatment that our nurses have now wasn't so big back then. No, nobody wanted to be around you because they thought they could get it from being near you. Yeah, I mean, not only that, you probably had 100 patients and three nurses, five nurses. Yeah. And nurses were not trained, knowledgeable people that they are now. <laughs> they were women at the bottom. They said, I'll be a nurse. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite certain that was not the best death in the world. Probably not. But things get kind of creepy. At this point. So, you remember Mary Marshall, the woman, the businesswoman we right. talked about that started the place. Mm-hmm. So, when you walk in, a portrait of her, it was painted in 1830 by an artist named Peter Lawrence. And it hangs, like, right behind the front desk in the hotel's lobby. Okay. Like, really hard to miss. One day, a young girl who's staying at the hotel with her father pointed to the picture of Mary Marshall and told her father that she has seen the lady in the hallway. And while we don't know exactly what the father said, we can all imagine he was pretty surprised when his young daughter told him that she'd seen the ghost of a woman who had been dead for decades. But she owned the place. You know, I can I can see her wanting to hang around and make sure people didn't, like, screw up her legacy. Yeah. What's she going to do if they did? I don't know. I don't know. Possess them? I don't know. That's the whole other level. <laughs> but... Guests have also reported hearing the distant sounds of like an old-fashioned typewriter coming from the former room of author Joel Chandler Harris, who is best known for his collection of the Uncle Remus stories. Others tell of a dapper gentleman reading a book by a window, a lady in a white flowing dress through the hallways, and another ghostly woman who haunts the ladies' restroom, and on occasion she will lock the stall. Oh, now see, that's where I draw the line. Uh-uh. Don't lock me in nowhere. You know, if you, if you got to reach over and touch me on the shoulder or, you know, some of that stuff, you scare the crap out of me. Don't lock me in nowhere. Uh-uh. That freaks me out not being able to get out. <laughs> I think that's the common fear. I guess so. But, mm, uh-uh. I mean, me and that ghost be having to fight. <laughs> Make a new back door in the bathroom stall. It'd be a very interesting trip to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Outside toilet. <laughs> Outside Johnny. <laughs> so... Along with soldiers, because of the hotel's past as a hospital for yellow fever, many children have unfortunately met their ultimate ends here. There were countless tales of the appearance of small children and the sounds of, like, crying babies that have been regularly heard and reported by guests at the hotel. The spirits of these children are known to linger around the Marshall House, and the laughter and playful voices of them can be heard within the building at any given moment. Sometimes these ghostly children can be seen skipping, running, and playing games through the hallway and their apparitions as a physical form. Oh, it's kind of nice. They're running and skipping and they're happy children. (laughs) 
Yeah. Dead, but happy. Yes, but I don't think they were all so nice. No, mischievous little rats. Well, you remember how we were talking about, it's kind of hard to explain random wounds from apparent ghosts Mm -hmm. when you can't, like when you're the only one in the room or whatever? Yeah. Well, another story from a guest named Christopher, he recalls that him and his fiance stayed at the Marshall House for one night over the summer. And at the time, they didn't know the history and just saw that it was a really cool hotel for a pretty inexpensive price point on Expedia. And it's actually really true. It's not bad. It's not a bad price, especially to be located where it is and everything that it is. So they stayed the night and that night laying in bed, they were watching TV and they heard what they assumed were families out in the hall. It sounded like a lot of children running around and people talking very loudly, which was odd around midnight, but you know. However, when they looked, there wasn't anyone there and they heard the same sounds like intermittently until they fell asleep. I don't think I'd have fallen asleep. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. I definitely don't think I would have fallen asleep. Hmm. Yeah, I had a problem falling asleep. I don't sleep good in the hotel the first night anyway. So if I heard all that, I wouldn't sleep very well. Yeah. I mean, like when I stayed there, I too, like I'm like you, I don't have, I have trouble like the first night, Mm -hmm. but I, um, I was kind of like in and out of it, but I never really like woke up enough to be awake. Yeah. But I, I was still like woke up enough to like open my eyes, kind of turn over. Yeah. But never once, even in my, like, half slumber, did I hear anything or see anything or deal with anything to freak me out. And I'm easily freaked out. Because this next ghost story gives me the chills. And it's the one that has to do with, like, the random scratches and bite marks or whatever coming out of nowhere. And you're the only one in the room type deal. Gotcha. So, there's an infamous story about a mother and son who stayed at the Marshall Hotel. The boy's mother was in the bedroom and the little boy was in the bathroom. He was playing and talking to himself and, you know, she chalked it up to an imaginary friend. Then, her son came out of the bathroom crying and she asked him, what's wrong? And he replied, the boy bit me. And, you know, really, really confused, the mom goes, what boy, honey? And then he said, the one I was playing with in the bathroom. The boy's mother quickly went to look in the bathroom and didn't see a boy of whom her son spoke of. But when she looked at her son's arm, she found that there was a bite mark. All the color immediately washed from her face. She was later found out that this was not the first case of strange bites at the Marshall House. There have been other guests who have been inflicted with a child-sized bite mark that was done with so much force that each time a bruise was left, And each time, the bite mark was on a spot of the body that would have been impossible to reach unless the person was a contortionist. Okay. That is just pure creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe I loaded much. The second my child said, uh, the boy bit him. And I said, what boy bit you where? And he said, in the bathroom. I said, pack your duds, babe. We're going down to Howard Johnson's. Well, I mean, I I think I would have been like, her. I'd have been like, heck are you talking about? Like, looked in the bathroom, you know? I'm not sure if I looked in the bathroom. She got the crap out of knowledge. But I don't think it was after, until after she looked in the bathroom she saw the bite mark. Got yeah, yeah. That's how the story read. So yeah. But I think if I'd have seen the bite mm. mark first, I would have just turned tail and ran. Yeah, yeah. Because like there's there's no explaining that. Mm. And especially the fact that it's happened more than once, and each time yeah. it's a child sized bite mark. You know what's funny is children are supposed to outgrow biting. You'd think by the time you're a couple hundred years old, even as a child, you'd outgrow it. But you're still in the mindset of a child. Yeah. And even at that, you're an angry child who no one can hear, no one can communicate with. Except obviously children. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And, you know, I guess when the adults don't communicate with you, you get pissed and bite the fart out of them. Yeah. Like, how do you like me now? Mm. Okay. That one seems like a little doll. I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't run into him. <laughs> so, on top of that, after the hotel's renovations that we were talking about earlier, unearthed mm-hmm. some bones from the Civil War soldiers. The remains were cleared, but paranormal energy continued to exist. Guests have actually reported numerous accounts of ghosts of amputee soldiers who would walk vacantly and like aimlessly through the hotel. Ugh. And one of these departed souls has been seen in the hotel's lobby with his missing arm in his hand, oh, pleading Lord. with the guests to help him find a surgeon. Oh, Lord, bless. <laughs> Poor guy. That's pretty bad, actually. I'd be like, um, you know, Memorial's down the road, right? <laughs> For real. Like, that's terrible. Like, you're a whole eternity. You're holding your arm going, help me find a surgeon. Poor fella. That's terrible. That is pretty bad. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. It's kinda the only reason it's funny is because it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, until it's like, until it's, until it's you that sees it. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, I probably won't laugh. Over here, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Where we're sitting. Definitely. Yeah. I probably just pass out cold. <laughs> <laughs> Some guests have even made complaints of an awful odor which mm. smells like rotting flesh. I One think that was common in the Civil War. Duh. Gangrene. Yeah. <laughs> One source gave the account that when they were first renovating the hotel and opening it in 1999, three rooms had foul smells and bad bad vibes so overpowering the staff and workers couldn't stay in them long enough to get anything done. Oh, my Lord. Rooms 214, 314, and 414, with 414 being the worst, and I think it's still really active today, or at least they claim for it to be. They tried every deodorizer they could get a hold of and nothing worked. Mm -hmm. Finally, get this, they had a prayer slash blessing in those rooms and the smell and the bad vibes relented only with 414 still having a persistent odor and the vibes. Staff is said to play gospel music in that room when they're (laughs) cleaning it because that's the only thing that keeps the vibes and odor at bay. Oh, my lanta. Okay. That is creepy. Okay, I I I'd love to comment, but I can't. Wow. I feel. I mean, like I would. I would not. I would be like heads or tails. You you want to clean it? Like, but my, with my look at I, I'd always get the wrong end of the coin. Look in there. Y'all think it's very dirty. <laughs> Don't y'all think we can leave it to the next case? Like, no. With my look, I'd be in the coin. Yay! The wall through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Oof. <laughs> we going. Like, Oh, Lord. Mm. Can I give me some Christian music up in here? But it makes you wonder what happened in those rooms. Probably don't want to know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe if you could find that out, then you could... No, we were talking earlier. You could you could pray over those rooms and pray over those souls that were in those rooms. And, you know, you might could help those rooms. Apparently, the other rooms just needed some generic praying and blessing. <laughs> that one might need some... Yeah, some, some, some sounds a little more specific. They might need some um some eczematism going up in there. Some holy water sprinkled around. Another guest described seeing a shadowy man dressed like a Civil War soldier. With him was a small boy who shouted at her, get out of my room. Oh, what I got in the room. Oh, what I got in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, in fright, she grabbed her suitcase and left just as quick as she arrived. <laughs> I commend her for being able to run. I probably would have had a heart attack on the spot. Then I'd have been stuck with the mean little ghost kid forever. 
That was so in my look. I like tripped and fallen or something like fell into him and I had to apologize or like it'd be really bad. <laughs> so with the vast history of this hotel, there's no wonder it gives a feeling of unease. Or as some of the workers described it, what was it? Bad vibes? Yeah. Some bad juju. Yeah. There I mean, but there's no wonder. Like I have actually personally stayed in this hotel on like I said, I believe it was the second floor about a year and a half ago. Maybe two years. And those who know me, they know that I'm like super, super easily freaked out. But I don't remember hearing or seeing anything to freak me out. And like, I'm the type of person that, you know, if you walk up behind me with the lights off and say, boo, I'm going to jump like five feet in the air. (laughs) Yes, you jump at everything. I do. So maybe whoever was in my room died in peace. Or maybe, maybe, maybe my room was just like a waiting room. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I, by the way, you're in theory either. But I didn't give any vibes. Interesting. It, I really do think it is interesting. Maybe I'm just too much of a skeptic to believe in something enough to see it. But like I said, it seemed pretty safe. Although I did enjoy the history of the structure. I mean, it was beautiful and it looked like it was never anything more than a hotel like yeah. it it looked perfectly like it should have been in its prime right interesting very and if it's all true i mean like i said we have my own house i saw some of it well how do you if, explain the bite mark on the kid if, if all of this is true maybe there are reasons the people that see this stuff see this stuff and others don't maybe um I mean, it could be the protection of the fact that you're a Christian, the fact that, you know, you go to church, you do believe, you, you, you know, it could, it could be some protection that we don't understand. And that's why we don't see these things or feel these things that other people do. And I'm not saying, oh, they're sinners if they do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that from the day you were born, I prayed that God would put a hedge of protection around you at all times. And we know for a fact that he has protected you on countless occasions. Maybe they did too. So, you know, maybe. You, I mean, and I'm just saying that some people are more susceptible. Maybe. Is that well, right? I think too, I was always like, as a kid, I, I remember like, I always, I hated being alone because mm-hmm. I always felt like somebody was watching me. Right. I always felt like somebody was following me. Yeah. But it wasn't like a good presence, like comforting. Mm-hmm. It was like somebody like right up, like if I turned around, I'm coming like nose to nose with them. Yeah. And, that's why I was always such a scared child, but I remember for some reason, daddy and I were watching ghost stories one day and he was like fully believing in this, like, because it was the same situation as the bite mark. It was like yeah. some ghost to like come in and like, literally they were, there were like slash marks all over this person mm. and nothing else really could have done it. Yeah. And we were freaking out. Like he, I mean, he had me going. <laughs> I mean, he's always been good at that, but he had me going. Mm-hmm. But he really was, like, believing it. Yeah. And then I came home, and I was, like, telling you about it, and you're like, that's not, that goes on, goes on, is this? Like, stop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? You're like, no, no, that's crap. They don't exist. Stop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Mom yeah. said they don't exist. I, I'm I'm sort of pessimistic about that, which I'm a very optimistic person. But about that, I'm kind of pessimistic because, I don't know. It, it it's so unexplainable. Maybe it's so unexplainable, like I said, because certain people have angels around them protecting them. I don't know, and the ghosts know that. Maybe because, like I said before, angels and demons are right here with us at all times. 
But, I mean, you know, I didn't think it was a bad place to stay. I would recommend staying there. That's good. Just, you know, stay on, like, the second floor. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever, ever stay, stay there again, but, like, I've checked it off the bucket list, so I haven't really proved anyone. <laughs> I survived go. a night. There you go. <laughs> Better than a few people. <laughs> Hi guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hauntedology. I'm your host Megan and I greatly appreciate it. I do all of the writing to these shows myself, so it means a lot that you guys sit here and listen to what I have to say. Like I said, I believe every city has a story to tell and I want to tell it. So don't forget if you want to keep up and not miss anything even social media wise you can always hit me up on the instagram page for the podcast at hauntedology or my personal instagram at megs underscore noel that's m-e-g-g-s underscore n-o-e-l or on twitter at hauntedology and at megan noel fit